BBC Six Music Podcasts. Six Music. This is a free download from the BBC. Find out more at bbc.co.uk slash sixmusic. And now, John Richardson. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the John Richardson Show podcast. We missed you last week. I hope you've had a good fortnight. Uh, what have you been up to? Just, oh, yeah. Let's just leave them a minute to reply. Okay, okay. sorry. Oh, yeah. She's, oh, yeah. She's better now, is she? No, no. <laughs> oh, sorry. That well, anyway, to one person. This will cheer you up. It's like Darren Brown. <laughs> like Darren Brown, but not. You reckon okay. he? F- oh, I don't know. It's, 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 a he's a, it's an amazing being. I don't mind how he did it. He's brilliant. He is an amazing being. <laughs> um, that's what he wants you to think. Well, so, uh, good show today. Corker, couple of guests. Yeah, uh, Dan Atkinson Led. and Sean Locke. Heavyweight. Heavyweight. Yeah. Um, and Fordy. Yeah. Yeah, who you are representing now? Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm his new agent. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that Coogan's run where they? Uh, we're just having a chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now. Sylve- <laughs> with Sylvester. Pod joke wise, we I only treated had to... you lot well, even when you was out of order. <laughs> right. <laughs> only the one pod joke came in this week. Uh, we had one. Um, uh, well, this joke comes in every week. The Bernadette one. It's a good joke. S- stop sending it, guys. Because yeah. honestly. Starting to get on my nerves now, yeah? You do realise people are now going to just flood you with... I'm going to start taking measures if that joke comes in one more time. Well, the challenge, if you can get to Bernadette without that same setup. Yeah, all right. If you can do a Bernadette joke that isn't what you call a woman who puts her bills in the fire, then uh, see. Let's see if we can do that. Yeah, or keep on with the celebrity ones, which is, you know, what we were doing anyway. Yeah, that's better. But they do seem to be a bit difficult because people aren't really... But anyway, we've had one in this week. Okay, here we go. If if there was a scale of one to ten, and one is perfect, it actually just falls together, and you don't see it coming. And you go, oh, that's brilliant. Okay. Ten is massively contrived. Okay. Wow, you've really gone a long way to get there, but I appreciate okay. the effort. This is four hundred and twelve. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, hello, John. I was listening to the podcast the other day, and your call for jokes on the phone. What do you call a person who with celebrities? And the following terrible joke came to mind. I'm embarrassed to put my name to it, but I feel the joke is somehow independent of me now and is simply using me as a channel to come to the world, and as a result, I need to share it. Okay. So this is from uh, Kiralee, originally of Melbourne, now Lovely living out name. of a backpack. Lovely name. What do you call a heavenly being who falls into a hole full of clowns? The answer will be coming up after this week's podcast. John Richardson. Six music. I watched Match of the Day last night, as as um, you know, as is my wont. And a thing happened. I don't know if you saw it, whether you did or not. There was a player who scored, Adibayo, scored for Manchester City against his former team Arsenal. Ran the length of the pitch to celebrate in front of the Arsenal fans, who were seething, throwing stuff at him, getting very angry. After the match, he said that it was a spur of the moment decision. He got carried away with the emotion of things. Serena Williams has been knocked out of the U.S. Open final pretty much for threatening to kill, allegedly, a line judge. And again, she said it was the spur of the moment. She can't quite remember what she said. I don't think in all my life I've ever done something on the spur of the moment. I just don't believe that people get caught up in the emotion of things. And I watch films where, like, couples are arguing and then the woman will just slap the man and then she go, oh, God, I can't believe you made me do that. But... At every second of my life, I'm fully aware of the consequences of my actions, and I certainly couldn't run the length of a football pitch. I don't think I could run the length of a football pitch anyway now. It's been a long time since I did any exercise, but um, I couldn't do that and not know that you're going to get into a lot of trouble. I'm fully aware I might be wrong about this. Maybe I'm just a passionless, cold-hearted cynic. But I think it's impossible to do something without getting maybe to the halfway line and thinking ah, this is going to rile a few people up and maybe what I should do is just stop now, but it's too late to back out. It's too much of an easy excuse to say you did it on the spur of the moment. My mum has texted in uh, to remind me that I did something impulsive. when I... It doesn't count when you're a child. You've got to be... Because when you're a child, you're not aware of consequence. But I once put an entire toilet roll down the toilet just to see what would happen. I think I kind of knew what would happen, is that the toilet would explode, but it seemed funny at the time. But that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Um, producer John, we just saying off air that you um yeah it was um at a private party so there, at the bar there's only one guy serving at the bar yeah stressful was, situation for him oh i felt really sorry for him and there's yeah. four people deep for waiting to get served and i'd been there for about 20 25 minutes waiting and everyone was being served around me and it just got to the point where the only thing was left to do is to reach across the bar and grab the barman's nose yeah we've all been at that point <laughs> where you've just got to grab him by the nose how did he take to that <laughs> Um, he gave me a funny look and I apologised immediately. I don't did know he why. serve you? 
He, eventually, yeah. So it kind of worked. You so, can't so really vindicate that kind of behaviour. Ridiculous. Well, if someone grabbed my nose, I'd go mental. I'd go absolutely ape. Um, we've had a few in. Uh, Stephen Leeds, I once kicked a football in a dog's face in Ibiza. That was a spur-of-the-moment decision. Mm, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Uh, Pip in Salisbury, this is what I'm talking about. I threw a plate of spaghetti bolognese at my husband whilst arguing about Christmas. He's now an ex-husband. That's exactly... I'd like to think, Pip, that there was a part of your brain that you, you, you've clearly, if you're going to lob a spaghetti bolognese, you've got to get it onto the palm of the hand. That's already a difficult lift. And you've got it on the hand. There must have been a part of your brain that went, I kind of want to eat this. I kind of want to eat this as well. And if I throw it at him, I'm going to be hungry. Um, Mark in Northampton. I once had an argument in a restaurant with a waiter about how tough the steak was. I got so angry that I picked the steak up, rubbed it vigorously around my face and left. It was damn hot, says Mark in Northampton. That is perfect. That's a ridiculous thing to do, isn't it? As if that's proof of anything, rubbing a steak in your face. And this is the first one we've had that wasn't anger-related, but then it's backfired. Uh, Had something impulsive happen to me. A good friend decided to follow me onto the last train home to declare his undying love for me. Sadly, it was unrequited, and he then had to walk the 15 miles home, whereupon he punched a hole in his door. Oops, M... That is just a harrowing tale for anyone. And now I'm joined by my first guest of the day, Mr. Dan Atkinson. Hi, John. How are you? I'm happy today. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah, That's really a good am. cheeky smile. I'm suspicious, though, because I'm happy for no good reason. Uh-oh. You know when you're happy, but you know why. It's all fine and it's good. Yeah. But sometimes you wake up with a sort of euphoria for no reason, and then you're worried because you feel <laughs> it might be mania or... Oh, yeah. But just ride it. It's good. Mania is not... Once you admit it, I went for a walk while I was away last week and um, took a ridiculous route that clearly wasn't a path. And there was a, literally... You think, I'm bound to bump into people. It's half an hour. I didn't see anyone and I started talking to sheep yeah. but once you embrace that it's quite liberating isn't it and you just go I'm just going to talk to sheep I get in trouble for talking to livestock my, do you? yeah my girlfriend shouts at me oh, it's, it's if become... you're talking to them over her then I can imagine she would get a bit miffed well, the difference between me and her is they understand me <laughs> <laughs> um, what, you walk together through countryside and you'll say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you make it sound twee but um, slightly twee isn't it we're usually going between some pretty hardcore parties okay uh, yeah sure through the countryside oh wow I, I have a, illegal uh, street raves yeah. <laughs> not, not in streets though field raves yeah the traditional kind um, and yeah I can't help but talk to cows yeah they're dangerous can. cows. I keep hearing it's sheep I could handle, but there's been loads of stories lately about you sh- people getting You should hear what trampled. they've been saying about you. They're not dangerous, but you've rubbed them up the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, well, they are tasty. Um, my my highlight was looking at a sheep that was staring at me, <laughs> just saying, "So matter you never seen a white guy before." <laughs> um, I had a good giggle to myself about that one. We've been chatting about. Um, did you see the Adibayo thing last night? What yeah, did? yeah, ridiculous. Hi, John. Without going into too much detail, says Will in London, spare-of-the-moment decisions are definitely possible. I know this because one I made landed me in a US jail, much to the shock of my painfully middle-class mum and dad. That's all he says. You can't leave it there, can you? Wow. Just got arrested in America. Wow. That's a guy who knows how to work people in pubs. (laughs) But if I tell this anecdote in full now, that's over. But if I just tease it, I'm getting a few more drinks out of this. You need more details. If that's about impulsive behaviour, you might have just walking past a bank going, I could rob that. Yeah. Or equally, I've just decided, I'm just going to cross the road whichever way I choose. (laughs) Either way, you're going to get in jail, but one's a tedious anecdote. My best mate Ben was caught shoplifting in HMV. See, this isn't really impulsiveness. This is just someone trying to get out of a mistake. It's crime. Um, When he was 15, he ended up smashing the Beatles' White Album off his forehead to get out of it. He still has the scars to this day. Pretty impulsive, I reckon. Oh, that needs more detail as well. I don't know how that gets you out of it. Yeah. It was was pleading insanity. I think that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, you think I stole it? Well... (laughs) Yeah, because my dad never hugged me. Okay, well, I'm going to let you go. Um, Let's move on to good deeds. Daryl and Crouchend, I helped a lady with a pram. And and what you can do, Dan, is sort of judge these, um, because I'm very bad at assessing what's good and what's bad, so feel free to be cynical or otherwise. Let me just put my hat on. Nice. Um, Pink. I didn't know you could get pink sombreros. I helped a lady with a pram up about five steps because I thought it would be an easy little good deed, only to reach the top and turn the corner to see another massive set of steps. I helped anyway, but was out of breath due to my terrible levels of fitness. I wasn't happy. Daryl and Crouch End. 
Done the deed. Not that's happy good, about it, though. That's a good deed. Yeah, well up there. He should be happy. I don't understand why he's not happy. Pram's a tricky one, isn't it? Because, like, a bag, fine. I'll carry a suitcase till the cows come home, and then I'll chat to the cows about it. But a pram is kind of saying, can I get close to your baby? That's I what think, I feel when you go to lift a pram. If someone's carrying their baby in a suitcase, you shouldn't be helping them. <laughs> That's fair enough. Even with a pouch, you know, a little, the head sticking it's out. It's a non-starter. Like, no. No? Not at all. Daryl's a good man. Do you carry a pram? Because you've got to go bottom, haven't you? You've got to go bottom end by the wheels. But then the wheels are dirty and you're going to get muck on my hands and your babies. What if it farts? What if? <laughs> there you uh, go. I live near Daryl, so I'll buy him a, a coffee in Spiazzo. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, there's a little local link. You've come here to make friends, haven't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> morning, John. Technically, my good deed happened two weeks ago. I'm going to let you go straight in there, Dan, as invigilator, and say, does it count? Uh, I want to hear it first, but okay. it's certainly lost points. Um, my best friend and I made a pact to always help people on the tube, regardless of the embarrassment. Uh, my good deed was to help a lady carry her pushchair down the stairs, even though it was hot and her child, this is a new factor, was really annoying. Hung over in Acton. You help an irritating child because you're really helping the mother, but you're kind of pardoning the child's behaviour. It's all pram based today, isn't it? Yeah, well, the first two are. There's it's a lot of, sort them out a lot of weak order. mothers around. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to those old strong armed yeah. mothers of yesteryear? Just put the pram on your head and be done. Yeah. <laughs> um, John, I would like to nominate my mum for Good Deed this week, um, as in her absence, both me and her partner were seriously ill and she looked after me for the whole weekend. I think anyone who will be around two people who are being violently sick deserves some sort of dedication. <laughs> no? Good deed. Yeah. You, Looking well, after your sick child. She could have walked. She could have just gone out there. Could she really? Yeah, I'm going down the local. You lot sort yourselves out. Lots of fluids. Lots think, of love. Uh, those children need to severely raise their expectations of parenting. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't walk. She's, she's a saint. John Richardson. BBC Six Music. This is the last one, right? We have a thing on the website, which is seven days of good deeds. Mm -hmm. was recommended by a listener. Something that you can do every day. Right. And only two people so far have bothered to do it. I always fall at the first hurdle, because number one is tell someone you love them. And just, oh. ugh, tricky. Um, Hannah in Devon, I was walking home listening to the show, and I heard you talk about the good deeds and decided I would give the seven days a challenge. I called my brother and told him I loved him, which I think is the first time I've ever said that. So I imagine that, that was a bit Awkward. weird for him. Um, I listened, listened to a friend for two hours telling me about her problem with her boyfriend and gave her advice. I apologised to my dad for coming home three hours late the other night. I gave my best friend my iPod. I helped my neighbour for three hours sorting out his garden. I gave a homeless man some crisps and I donated £5 to a local charity. All this while being on my school holidays. How can that not win? Yeah. That's, that's astonishing. You say, how can that not win, but in a sort of tone of voice that you're actually challenging me to find a reason. Yeah, yeah. How can that not win? Well, firstly, Surely there's something I would have we hoped the crisps were in a bag and not thrown one by one. Yeah. Or uh, maybe fed. God, no, romantic what, gesture, like a, like a sparrow, like yeah. coaxing. <laughs> well, no, just like um, crispy and then another crispy and then... Yeah. No, yeah. that's a win. Yeah. That's fantastic, isn't it? Hannah in Devon, you have the rest of the show dedicated to you. So, um, uh, two days ago, I had my uh, annual pant and sock amnesty, <laughs> where uh, I, I allow all of the pants and socks who know in their heart they've passed their best. Right. I allow them a chance to let themselves be known and find their way to the bin. And then I get... Uh, I actually buy them online because I'm so confident that I know the size of my buttock. <laughs> and, uh, and I get brand new, uh, pretty socks and uh, get rid of all the old ones. I think it improves your life. If you start at your socks, what can be wrong? How, um... Why, why online? Surely the joy of buying socks is just bang, you buy them and then they're there in your hand, new socks. Gee, oh, I love new socks. I, I defy anyone to think of anything better than the feel of new socks on your feet. <laughs> yes. I can think of quite a lot of things. Name one. Alcohol in your blood system. And new socks on. Oh, what a combination. Uh, popping paper. What? Like pop, you know, wrapping, pop, pop, pop. What's it called? Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap, that's it. <laughs> I think you earn the right to use that when you know what it is. <laughs> Not popping paper. Um, um, yeah, so I've had my pant and sock amnesty, and uh, I'm going to be a new man. And what is your, um, what's your criteria for getting rid of a sock? What if it still functions as a sock, but you've just gone off it? Okay. 
you say function as a sock as if that's an easy thing to define. Yeah. But the parameters there are so variable. Some of them shrink slightly. You know, the top gets tight around your ankle. Yeah. And that's not pleasant. Some of them get that, that feel when you put on a new sock of that sort of that glowing beauty around your foot. That sort of easy slide on. That, that sort of curvaceous. This is getting beauty. weird now. That, that's the something... glowing... What did you describe it as? The glowing sensation around your foot? Yeah. Of a sock? It's like stepping into a cow pat. <laughs> it's that beautiful warmth and the, the, the ease of it all. But then it's some, if you overwash a sock, it's just like bobbly scratch around you. And you have to be brutal, I think. And no sentimentality. Don't go, oh, we, we went out, we had a good time. No. Bin. I'm enjoying the poetry about socks, but I feel we should probably move on from it. Yeah? All right. You can write a, a sort of eulogy about... Do you want, I'm going to play Uprising by Muse. Mm. Do you want to write a haiku about socks while this song is on? Three, five, four? Uh, five, seven, five? <laughs> five, seven, five. Seven... Do you want to just write a short poem about socks? Um, sock poem I I'm, want from you now. I'm not a poet. No. No. I must warn out that uh, the last poetry we had was Tim Key, who is Uh-oh. officially <laughs> the best comedian in the world this year. Yeah. So you're following a hard act. Someone recommends SockDreams.com for all your sock needs. Yeah, yeah. I'm aware of their work. They sell a pair that's 18 feet long. Who's got 18 feet? (laughs) Um, (laughs) New sports socks feel amazing. Better than a hug from someone you love, says Amy. So there are other weirdos out there. So let's hear this poem. Uh, The poem about socks. Yes. Okay. Hickory dickory dock. (laughs) Where are you going with this? Uh... It's, it's specifically about my amnesty. Yeah. Hickory dickory dock. Some of you guys have got your heads on the block. I need to take stock of my flock. Uh, you were red. You're now the colour of ham hock. <laughs> you don't go with my frock. Uh, Oof, that's a big revelation towards the end of a poem. Shock horror. Sock, sock, sock. Wow. Intense. Thanks, thanks for doing that. It's a pleasure. Um, Look out, Key. We're now moving on to any other business. Have we got any other business? Uh, any other business? Um, I uh, Two days, night before last, I stayed at uh, a friend's house and we played poker. I was getting into training. Nice. For when, uh, yeah. And um, uh, was staying on, we took our airbed, staying on the airbed, and um, I was trying to put the airbed up and ripped out the, the funnel where you, you know, the bit where you put in the last bit. And ripped out that. And so it stayed up to start with, but then by the morning... Have you ever slept on an airbed that's deflated while you've yeah, been on it? It's, it's a one of the most experience. uncomfortable things. So it deflated, went to sleep on the sofa, but it still had the shape of an airbed. A friend came down in the morning from upstairs, still tired, saw this airbed, thought, that looks good, jumped on it with full force, effectively jumping onto a hard wooden surface. <laughs> it was amazing. And it was the, the closest I've ever seen to someone having to be peeled off the floor like a cartoon. <laughs> It was absolutely brilliant. A warning for owners of airbeds everywhere. They look inflated and they're not. They're, yeah. just, they're so uncomfortable, aren't they? They're generally not worth the bother. Um, and Roundup. Roundup. You are um, hosting a series of new gigs, aren't you, in Brixton? Yeah, I used to, I used to host uh, York, gig in York, that was great fun. I did enjoy it. And I kind of promised I wouldn't do it for a long time. But then you kind of capitulate. I'm running a gig in Brixton at the Ritzy Cinema, um, which is a lovely little place. Right. And the night is called Ritzy Crackers. Oh, very nice. It's not bad, is it? It's Contact right. legal. They'll be on you. Oh, I shouldn't have mentioned that on yeah. the radio. You don't get um, anything for that these days. They'll be on you. Uh, Product placement, though, it's allowed again. So that's the first Thursday the first of every Thursday month. the first Thursday of every month. Uh, next one's October the 1st, I think. Okay. And uh, we've got a, uh, a good lineup. We've got Ian Moore, I'm hosting, and a TV name who cannot be named. Uh, good. Well, um, all the best with that. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. And thank, thank you for your airbed anecdote. Six music. And where there was a Dan Atkinson, there is now a Mr. Sean Locke. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, yes. Looking at an old monitor there, the, yeah. the magic. Yeah, um, a bit of a character like that. <laughs> <laughs> looking at stuff. Yeah, I look at stuff. I'll look at it for a bit. Yeah, I, I didn't have you looking over there, but you just won't be told, do you? You're an impulsive kind of guy. Yeah. Um, have you got any recommendations for things I can say after songs? Do you listen to a lot of radio? Um, no, I don't listen to a lot of radio. The reason is because um, I've, I've got, got three young children. Oh, okay. And you never really get to listen to anything anyway. Uh, so I don't really, I just put, I put some music on loud and then they, they go a bit mad. But I don't really listen to much radio anymore. Are you Apart into. From obviously, this one I can never get. Obviously, this, yeah, yeah no, on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, you've got a proper Sunday morning routine because I feel bad when it's sort of generally comics 
Sunday mornings are just dictated by what they did on Saturday. Mm. But when you get comics who have proper lives and families and stuff, I found no, probably disrupting yeah, no, quite no, important. Quite, no, no, quite no. It's quite great. It's quite Glad good. to be away. Good, good. to get out. What's your usual Sunday morning? Well, hanging around with loads of children. <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant. Yeah. Okay. I'm in good. A car. Sitting and reading the papers, I've got coffee now, I'm chatting away. Yeah. Um, you might I'm be tempted to. The show to... went on for three hours rather than, you know, an hour and a bit. Oh, that old sly one. Yes, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, what we've been chatting about is we chatted about briefly and added by all. Yes. I watched the defence of it where he did his apology and he said, oh, it was just, I got carried away with the moment and I'm just not having it. There's no, no way at all you can do that and not know. He ran 100 yards, maybe 40 yards he was excited, then 40 yards in he went, uh oh. Yeah. And he carried on doing it. So he did really make an effort. It was like a race. It was he was oh, yeah. got faster at Dodging one point. players. Yeah. Mm. And sort of shouting. You could see him chomping at the bit to do it. And I have always thought I got carried away is never an excuse for pretty much anything. Yeah, exactly. Unless you you you're like you do a, a really bad mural. You like you paint an <laughs> elephant on the side of your car. Uh, and, and, and then you put palm trees in and then pigeons and you go pigeons and elephants and stuff. you go I got carried away that's an excuse but for anything else it's not really an excuse is it I think the better excuse there is probably just I think I've had a breakdown yes, I yeah. think that's probably what would be there yeah. no, I, really wanted, I really wanted to get back at them I wanted I was I was I was I'm sort of what's the word I've got everything out of proportion yeah and I really really felt that I had the rights to taunt but then again I, I was quite interested I watched final score you know I was flicking around yeah through. And they instantly debate things as they happen, because we need that now <laughs> in the world. And our opinions yeah, on it by text. There's not enough opinions and there's not enough debate about stuff, you know, yeah. uh, uh, as it happens. And Martin Keown, obviously an ex-Arsenal um, player, was talking about, he was going, that was disgraceful, inciting the Arsenal fans. And Garth Crooks is obviously ex-Spurs, and also he likes an argument. He was going, no, no, it's not incitement at all. It's not incitement at all. What? Are you saying we can't celebrate? F- oh, great, footballers can't celebrate <laughs> goals. <laughs> And he was what he was what he was saying, which was true, is the fact that really you, you're then excusing the behaviour of, uh, of my, my mindless Arsenal thugs who were just trying to climb over and kill him, which is you is not which I think is a fair point actually. You should say you, that still doesn't excuse them going mental. They should actually, you know, perhaps what they should have done is just lifted their noses and turned by and just looked away from him. You if know. they'd all turned their back, yes, that would have yeah, looked cool. Like if in the in the old days of football, in the old Corinthians, whatever, when they yeah. used to play, and they wore a top hat and they should take it off before a header. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like they would have just had a boy run up to them. They'd have just looked the other way. Oh, how unfortunate! But um, so Garth Crooks is making that point, which is a fair point. You know, it, it does does the behaviour of a player does the, you then excuse the behaviour of the fans? But that's the first time I've ever thought because I think in the olden in the Corinthian days. Players knew that they lived on the same street as the fans. Mm. So I don't forget watching a programme about the Munich disaster and when people were breaking the news to the footballers' families. They were just walking down the street and the footballers' kids were out playing with the kids yeah, of, yeah, you know, right. the plumber next door. Yeah. And what wound me up about that was looking at Adibayor and knowing that he knows he's untouchable. Yes, knowing yeah. that there's 50 policemen stopping the fans getting over. Yeah. If he even gets hit by, like, a rolled-up newspaper, it's going to be fans... Thr- and that's the first time I've ever thought, if I was in that bit of stand and I had a burger... Yeah. I reckon I'd launch it. Really? I reckon I'd have just let go of it because he's on millions of pounds eaten. a second. I've had most of it, yeah. It's sort <laughs> of the, the bready end. I didn't really want it. Um, but with a bit of sauce on it because yeah. if he catches that on his shirt, that's going to stain. Yeah. Um, but I, there's something about that. You that, could probably get done just for even talking just about Just for saying that I would throw a burger at... I'm not sure about the new rules, but you reckon? I think... I may be, probably even under oh, no. terrorism regulations. What a pathetic thing to lose I don't my job for. I make the end of this show. You reckon? For that. No, I th- I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think if you say I am, I would... I know, I'm pretty sure you won't get done, but it feels like it's not that far off. I won't... Well, let's hope that would be terrible, wouldn't it? I, yeah. I, I don't mind losing my job in a rock and roll way, but if it's that... <laughs> do you know how John Richardson got sacked? Yeah, he said he might have thrown a burger at Adibayor <laughs> had he been at a game that he wasn't at. Yeah. Um, so impulsive, angry sort of gestures, and you can tell me whether you believe these are sort of legitimate things to do or not. Um, this one. See, this, this is why I haven't been in a relationship for six years, because I don't need this kind of thing in my life. During a daft argument with my girlfriend, I picked up the lemon drizzle cake to which the argument related. <laughs> How can you be having an argument about a lemon drizzle cake? You can cake? argue about anything. Yeah, really? How can, I just... Oh. Um, I slammed the cake in the bin. We then made up and had dinner, and I decided to rescue the cake. It was boxed, so survived the journey and a layer of mock on top. We ate it over two days, and it was a tasty reminder of our true friendship, Will and Kate. 
What a sickening story. <laughs> but lemon drizzle cake. How can a woman still love a man who fishes a cake out of a bin? I know, yeah. I've really lost all respect for him. <laughs> yeah, that, I think bin. so. Even, even just the impotent gesture of slamming a lemon drizzle cake into a bin. No, that's, I'm fine with that. Yeah? Yeah, because that's, done like, that? again, that's, that's an action taken without thought. Yeah. Consequence. But the, the, the action of getting it out is very much... The action taken with thought and consequences. Ultra consequences, isn't it? consequences are, you may have got your relationship back, but we don't respect you anymore. Yeah, and we haven't got a pudding. for the whole nation there. I think I can speak for the Queen as well. Yeah? She's listening in, so she'll text in. She's always texting. She has a pseudonym, lots of pseudonyms and lots of different mobile numbers. Does she? People saying it's not the Queen, but I'm sure it is. I think she's just a bit sly like that. 64046, if you're listening, Liz. Um, A few years ago, I saw my very recently broken up with ex-girlfriend in a bar with a new man. In a fit of jealousy, I walked over and punched the guy in the face. Uh, It was only later I found out it was her boss from work. Not good. Chris from Liverpool. Can't punch people, can you? No, Chris. There's nothing about that. Yeah. She should remember. She's moved on. It's not an anecdote, Chris. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ten years ago. That's something that really puts people off you. (laughs) Yeah. There's not one bit of that story where you go, oh... That's Chris. <laughs> Punching people in the face. Chris because he does stuff like that. Yeah. It's clearly his anecdote, though. Yeah. No, but I suppose the good bit is that it's not, wasn't the ex-boyfriend. Manly-wise, there'd be yeah. a bit of him that is proud of it as well, isn't there? That's yeah. the world we live in. Rascal will do a song about that. Just, yeah. I don't I'm mind punching punch people in the face. In the even face. though it's the wrong bloke. And yeah. She wasn't even my girlfriend. Yeah, I'll punch you all in the face. Yeah. See, I like that. Um, ten years ago, I got fed up sharing with mates, so one day I got up and bought my own house. Not the best decision I've ever made, but I've still got the house. <laughs> that is a big gesture, isn't that's, it? That's very impulsive as well. You managed yeah. to pull that off in a... Yeah, yeah, that's a good two-month process, isn't it? <laughs> to still be not sure what you're doing. I was starting that mortgage meeting, and I didn't know what I was doing, and then yeah. two months later we met again, yeah. signed off the paperwork. Oh, survey came in. Yeah. We had to have a bit of work done on the roof. <laughs> and then I sat still down and I thought... don't really know what's going on. What have I just done? <laughs> that's uh, Furniture and Brilliant Mind. It was recorded for the Janice Long Show on Radio 1 on the 20th of February, 1985. Was Janice Long on Radio 1 in 1985? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. Could you get that looked at, please, John? Yeah, you definitely. That's definitely not a fact. Yeah, Sean Locke there, just clearly pointing out a lie on that. I yeah. didn't know she was. I had a real thing when I first started gigging, um, trying to race with a comic called Mark Oliver back from gigs to see who could get a joke read out on Janice Long first. Yeah. And she always went with his, and they were rubbish. He got the fish one. What do you call a fish with no eyes? She read that out on the radio what, and laughed what, at it. What do you call a fish with no eyes? Fish. Oof. Yeah, she read that out, and I was texting like original ones, like to do with records. She'd like a callbacks and yeah, oh, yeah. But she's not going to read out the two good ones. She's going to read out the bad ones so she can be king rat. Do you think? And say, well, it's a good job none of you lot are presenting this thing because look at the rubbish she's texting in. Yeah, maybe. Whereas if she's reading out gold. People do you think say, she's that crafty? I, I, I maybe that's why she so. stayed at the top for so long. <laughs> yeah, she's maybe. so devious. Twenty-four <laughs> years and counting, yeah. reading out bad jokes. The voice, of course, that you can hear extra is Matt Ford, who's with us now. Good morning. How Good are you? Good afternoon. Sorry, Christ. it certainly is. Um, I genuinely You're worse had... than Dizzy Art. <laughs> 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 it's the call in the afternoon, in the morning. Let's let's all release a rap record. Mine's going to be called My Way or the Highway Code, and yours going to be called What Time Is It? Who Cares? Exclamation yeah. mark. And you just say whatever you like. Are you going to release one? I'm going to release one about when I've got and I'm cooking and yeah. I leave the saucepan handles sticking out away from the cooker so that kids could knock them. Yeah, say, I didn't do that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, um, can you handle it? Yeah, Call it that or something. Yeah. I yeah. can handle it. I ruined it with a pun there, haven't I? But um... you want two versions as well: a clean version and a and a yeah. one with all the words Screaming. you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say to you? I was going to tell a story about you so that Sean could have some idea of what kind of person you are. All right. Okay. Um, uh, we, we, I met Fordy this week for a drink, uh, and we were in the pub. And <laughs> sometimes you express an opinion. Fordy man likes football, likes beer, yeah. that kind of stuff. Politics. Fairly rudimentary chat. But then every now and again, expresses a firm opinion that takes you so by surprise that we're in a pub, and we're having the old. Um, you go back to any point in time. This this drunk lady was holding forth. I don't forth. remember this. I don't remember. She said, this. Oh, "Obviously, you go back in time. You go back to the sixties, don't you?" It was all happening. You know, everything was going on. Forty straight in there. Right, 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 laugh. Industrial revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. without a moment's pause. Just definitely the industrial. And it, when you express opinions like that, I just think it's incredible because that's something you've clearly thought about and you're sure. Well, you think that would be in a good time? Oh, I want to go back to olden times. You know, when, you, when you, you're in a pub and they sh- they have like paintings on the wall of what it might have been like, like two hundred years ago yes. all the cobbles and people in the street and chicken legs everywhere and exposed <laughs> uh, blades and people spinning in the street and all that sort of stuff spinning? I'd love to, 
Well, you know, what are those things that you used to knit <laughs> with? You know, the spinning wheels that... Oh, yarn. Like spinning. A, a yarn, yeah, yeah. Yarning in the street and big, oh, fat blokes with pig faces and all that sort of thing. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. I'd love to be in this. I was chicken legs every... Because you were so poor. going on about the chicken legs? <laughs> 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 There's a painting. They're paintings of chicken. Yeah, no, but yeah. people couldn't afford to have chicken legs. Well, but you'd, you'd eat whatever. The thing is, back then, life's much better now. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather live. Now you'd than have been covered time. in some kind of horrible disease. Your <laughs> face, we barely see your eyes. <laughs> yeah, but then everyone was dirty, so it didn't matter, did it? So you just go, oh, well. Now yeah. we're getting to the crux of the matter. No, I mean, but not <laughs> no baths. Obviously, wouldn't want to be unclean, but that would be a great time to live, wouldn't it? Because yeah. you just didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. You just be carefree. Well, just get drunk on moonshine. Do whatever you wanted with the neighbours and, you know, eat have a load read, of chicken legs. Have you read any Dickens? <laughs> I've read it, Because it's not like carry on the olden days. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's all about deprivation and suffering and, and like abuse. Yeah. There'd be a lot of chicken? Humor, wouldn't there? No, very little chicken in it. No. Apart from the... Um, <laughs> oh, that's there's what... a bit in the start of Oliver when, yeah. when the guys in the workhouse uh, are eating chickens and they're yeah. having to eat gruel. It's funny that though, you, you, you've obviously all you were taught in history has just totally escaped you. Because <laughs> yeah, well, it was portrayed as a pretty miserable, awful time. Oh yeah, but then the it was the revolution. rise of yeah. you know, the workers and stuff like that, and the, the union movement and all that was coming together, wasn't it? Yeah, you must the have Peterloo the Peterloo massacre. Yeah, <laughs> 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 the dragoons went through Manchester and chopped down all the people. Because that's something that uh, I was taught in history. I don't know if it's taught in history now. But the Peterloo Massacre, it. and it was never really explained to you as, uh, that actually it was that the government of the day was slaughtering the, the, the people, yeah. but then, which is what that. happened. Do you know, you must have no, done I that. I didn't get taught that. Didn't you get taught that? No, I you're, didn't, how, didn't how old are you? 26. See, yeah, we're well, nearly we're 20 years younger than me. Right. So it's obviously completely changed the, uh, how, how history is taught now. How yeah. I did a bit of it at A-level, but that's because I chose to study that sort of thing. Yeah, I was at O-level, Massacres. I didn't do A-level oh, history. Right. Yeah, there was a massacre. Yeah. We massacred uh, hundreds of people in, in Manchester. Right. It's uh, quite a damn thing, isn't it? There we go. So that's one other reason yeah, yeah. the Industrial Revolution wasn't great. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, I You're mean... You're forgetting about the chicken, though, Sean. I don't really <laughs> think we can stress chicken. that I mean, I strongly go... enough. Have you, have you walked down a high street recently? There are chicken shops <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's chicken spot. There's one yeah, called, called the chicken with... spot. Which oh, is, really nice. puts you I've off. I've never even heard of Dixie's that one. fried chicken, oh, Kenzie Dixie. fried chicken, chicken cottage. There's chicken everywhere. You can't pay for it with a groat, though, can you? <laughs> no, 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 no those co- days so it's covered in that batter, isn't it? And that's like that's just like snow. Yeah. Because snow, when it snows, it makes a, an horrible area look quite nice. You think, oh, everything looks quite. <laughs> and that's the same on chicken. It, that lovely coating covers up a lot of crimes. That's a very good, the surface. good description of what that. And you just think for. that's that's batter's just like snow. It makes it look delicious. I mean, yeah. it is delicious. And I've never bit. caught anything off it, and I eat a lot of it. So, do you have that <laughs> thing with chicken? With I mean, I don't eat it anymore, but I used to eat KFC. Yeah, and every time I really fancied it, and then I would say without fail, every time I ate it, fifteen minutes later, I was going, "Wish I hadn't had that." Yeah, really it just sit on there a bit. No, I wish I hadn't had that. But they have those little lemon wipes. Yeah, and I'd, <laughs> no other fast food outlet has those, and you just think, well, clean that, yourself that's up a pick me up. Yeah, feel quite effervescent after that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. feel alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like having a hot towel at a curry house. Yeah, it? yes. Ch- where well, Chinese need to start doing that if they want to compete. That's my view. Yeah, because people are just going to say we don't. What could they food. go in with though? We've got the lemon wipe. We've got the hot towel. It's like a big bomb of controversy. Isn't it? <laughs> 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 yeah. This is a show that is unafraid to slam the Chinese restaurant. You know, <laughs> oh, no, I love Chinese. I love Chinese, but I, I'll tell you. But I'll then you come out greasy, before. don't you, and not smelling exactly. of citrus. You need that wash down afterwards. What is the point? Yeah. Hey, Sean, if you had to go back to <laughs> yes. any time, you're pretty you angry about the industrial revolution. its course, that bit. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, we'll edit that bit out of yeah. people's memories. It's like Men in Black, this show. Just forget that last bit about the Thursday stuff. Not an industrial revolution, man. No. I'd go back to dinosaur times. Would you? Mm. You'd be very squished. lonely, of course. I already am. Right. But there'd be dinosaurs. You're only going for a bit, aren't you? You're going back to be food, mate. That's pointless. Well, maybe. You're just going to get eaten, aren't you? You turn up... Well, I, just... I'm not sure about this, we're only going back for a bit thing. Are you going back permanently? Oh, well, I think at least a year. At least Let's a year. call it a year. All right. OK, OK, a year. Because yeah, you're yeah. going back for a bit, you could just, like, press a button and go, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it when I go home. Yeah. So you've got to say at least a year. All right, then. Are you going to rethink Industrial Revolution? No, stick OK, with fair enough. What are you going for? I think <laughs> I'm going to go for the Second World War. OK. In, in London, in the Second World War, because people don't seem to have a bad thing to say about it, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, they talk about the war times, they say marvellous times, people stuck together, yeah. you know, we had all sense of purpose and duty, 
you know, and, and uh, it was wonderful, wonderful time when people really cared and thought about each other. And everyone I know who has, who has experienced the war, my dad was, was evacuated during the war, he didn't like being evacuated, but everyone talks really fondly about their wartime experiences mm. and as if they were, they completely formed them. And I'm sure it did as a, as a personality. I mean, <clears throat> my granddad was a, a cab driver, London cab driver, and his, he didn't obviously, he was too old to, to fight, but his claim was he drove through the Blitz. And I always remember really <laughs> laughing about this idea of a, of a cab. Later, not when he told me, but years later I thought about this and I thought, that's crazy because, like, it's bombs dropping. Who's going to be hailing a cab <laughs> <laughs> during a blitz? Yeah. You know, and also you wouldn't have a light on because they're always going, put that bloody light on. <laughs> but he drove, that was his claim to fame, uh, uh, that he drove through the blitz. an urgent meeting, wouldn't it, that? Mm. I simply have to go. Yes, yeah. He'd probably You're be standing out uh, on, the, on the street. But the only people that, in fact, what it turned out... You've got to be careful how you hailed a cab as well. My dad explains to me, the only people who got taxis <laughs> on the in, in those days were the very, very rich. And they would go from, from Savoy to Claridge's to, you know, I, I don't know, to what, another... Other another famous, people shops. Another, another uh, to, to, to Palm Mall, to Waitrose. I don't yeah. know if it was there. Then. Marx's. But, but the equivalent. So uh, it would be the same people going round and round London... You know, uh, uh, living that lifestyle regardless of the blitz, whatever. right? But, and that's what apparently that's why he, he became a communist. And he, <laughs> and he demanded that Joe Stalin be made king of England. He went on a march with a load of other mad cab drivers. But um, I, I just every time anyone talks about their experience in the wartime, there was such fondness. Yeah. And my favourite film is The Battle of Britain. Have you ever seen that? No. It's a great no. film. You should do, you should get it. It's an amazing film. Amazing film. I like The Rock. Um, you like The Rock, that yeah. film? Yeah, Nicholas Cage, Sean Connery. It's much better film. It's better than The Rock? Much better. Does Sean Connery have a line where he goes, Womack! No. no. Well, and it's not better <laughs> than, is it? You can put that on. <laughs> you can put that on the film. But I would go back to the, say, to the Second World War uh, in London, uh, involved in you know, some kind of, uh, what's, what, they, what were they called? Um, uh, warden, you know, the wardens that used to sort of... Um, oh, they just go around shouting at people. Yeah, yeah. Get Get that bloody, that bloody line out. <laughs> I've around London on a bicycle with a, with a small ladder and a bucket and just going, pull that bloody line out. You've got three kids, though. You must kind of do that anyway, because that's what I remember from growing up, constantly being told to turn lights off. That's right. pretty much what my childhood was. Close to really? My granddad, when he used to come and stay, he used to leave notes. He used to sellotape notes to the wall saying, I am in the kitchen. On my way downstairs, I switched off four lights. <laughs> I used to count them and leave them. But that's a wartime thing, though. That's about saving electricity. My, I mean, I've I've inherited it from my dad. My dad had it. You know, any kind of waste is just abhorrent. Yeah. It actually makes him stop and shiver when he first sees a bit of waste. Well, and then he deals with that does waste. That, does that, is that is that waste as in turning off lights, turn off taps, everything. or food as well? Yeah, food, everything. So like I've got food. it now. So I, I know I don't waste. I get so much pleasure out of, out of buying a, a you know fridge full of shopping. And, and it all gets consumed. Oh. I really get a lot of pleasure out of that. You've got and I've to inherited that. that to wartime. I imagine most people have, and they're inherited that, you know, lots of people are, not everyone. Do you make pies and stuff then? I like that image of you looking yeah. in your fridge and thinking, right, well, that needs using up. And... Yes, yeah, I do. I do. I try to, if I've got the time. I'll yeah. try to use up everything. Nice. Celery, I've got, oh, I've got a bit of celery. That's good for a stock. So then I'll go yes. and buy a chicken. And <laughs> 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 not spending more, but... Uh, it, it's that kind of that, that era, that that generation. They became obsessed with the the value of things. Well, they, mm-hmm. they actually become not obsessed. They were put in touch with the value of things. One of my favourite foods is stock vegetables. You know, when you make a chicken mm. stock, you like put the bones in and celery and onions, oh, yeah. and then stew it for like an hour, and then eating that celery because it's all it? oh, chickeny it's and salty. Oh, it's delicious! It's like pork scratchings but <laughs> middle class. You know, oh, bits right. of carrot in there and onion. All soggy. Drain that, drain the thing off, and then just sit with a veg. And Do you? Just... I've never done that. Oh. I always lob it. I always think it must be sucked of all its goodness. Well, and... it's just taken on the flavour of stock. It's like right, you know, right, really yeah. stocky. I almost feel like going home now and getting on with that. Yeah, you can do if you want. You can leave <laughs> at any point. It's not a hostage situation. BBC. Six music. Now, what you wanted to pick was. A song from Billy Elliot, the musical. Yes. That I went to see this week. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. It's, don't look at me like that. It is really good entertainment. I've seen it. It's good, isn't it? You've seen it? No. no! <laughs> this isn't... This isn't... I went on the whim, like, half an hour before it started. I thought, you know what, I'm going to go and watch Billy Elliot, the musical, with a friend of mine. No, well, you didn't. Did, honestly, no, I didn't you didn't. Were you it. asleep? Did you wake up and go, I'm going to watch Billy Elliot, the musical? <laughs> no, no, no I, was, I, was, I wanted something to do of an evening. I thought, you know what? Billy Why Elliot, that, though? Cause it was just, I was just around the corner from it at the time. Well, you must have been around the corner from other musicals, better ones. No. 
And it, well, I don't know. I haven't been to see them all yet, have I? But I just thought, you know what? I'm going to watch England Croatia on Wednesday night. I'll do something a little bit different Tuesday night. I'll go and watch Billy. It was absolutely class. The songs in it, written by Elton John, so you can't go wrong there. Mm. Brilliant. Well acted, well performed. You're shaking your head. <laughs> Honestly, sure. Well, I've seen it. Um, ah, you saw I, it a different night. I see, no, I saw I it. I think the, the cast are fantastic, yes. isn't it? The dancing, the performers are singing. I think what lets it down is the music. I think it's a really <laughs> bald. It's really. There's nothing there to it. It's all very. I think it's very lazy. It's all like being composed on one of those cheap electric organs. I thought it was really disappointing, the songs. I thought the story was good. I thought it was well, well, you know, turned into, you know, dramatised, turned into a, whatever the word is, to, from turning Production. a film into a musicalised. 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 Yeah, musicalised. happens a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really well done. I thought the, the boy who played Billy, all the cast, brilliant work together. But I thought the music and the songs were really disappointing. Oh, I loved it, because I thought, uh, it, it, at times, you can hear that it's by Elton John, you can tell by well, like, the chords. We don't, Greg, <laughs> This is a man who wants to go back to the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> everything was awful. <laughs> we don't need to come to blows over it. We can no, sort of... no, but I'm saying we just don't agree on anything. No. Well, you might be great and it might be terrible. Yeah, but it was. I, I thought at some points Elton was going to sort of rise out of the stage. I was genuinely thinking Elton's going to turn up here because this is this is pure Elton. Did you? I, did, I thought. It was oh, really brilliant! I don't know. But one thing I really liked about it is how they do coppers and coal miners. Dancing and singing, and it doesn't look corny. I thought, impossible to believe. I thought, you know You've what? seen it, didn't look all right. It's quite corny. <laughs> I, I thought, no, I thought they've done that. Okay, that could have been disastrous. I like what I said to you about um, <laughs> going to watch it, and you said, "Hey, it's political, mate. It's politics. <laughs> it is. It is. It's deeply rooted. It's in, about a young boy learning to dance, isn't it? It's about the, yeah. it's about the, the, uh, the relationship to the trade unions and the government of the day. So, um, thanks for coming in, Sean. I Pleasure. appreciate it. It's been Pleasure. great. I enjoyed it very much. Um, you're touring next year, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm going out on the road. I haven't got the dates sorted out yet, but I'm, I'm doing a load of warm-up dates at art centres around the country in, uh, okay. in the autumn. With Elton John? No, not no? with Elton. Uh, just me. Uh, I might have some support uh, at some point along the way. But, um, yeah, I'm gonna, so I, I basically I polish up the show. I get the show really ready. I mean, I've, got, I've written most of it already. OK. So I do that, and then uh, so I've got the show sort of really... Uh, in shape, and then I go out on the road uh, in February, I think. Well, thank you very much. Um, have to enjoy the rest of your Sunday, yeah. or you know, whatever you're going to do, go to the cinema and tell them that the well, show went on until four. My family concerned. This show's going on to half past two. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll see you around the corner in the local. <laughs> have you ever sort of just lost it? Just done something that oh, I just got lost in the moment. I got a pint chucked over me. Pint right. of water. I was in a pub. Someone clearly dared this girl to chuck a pint of water over me. I don't know why me. It, it could have just been anyone, but she chose me. Pint of water all down you when you're in a pub in a town you've never been to before. Now, I had a pint of Magnus, which is served over ice often. I slung it back at her, and we ended up uh, kissing. <laughs> 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 so it worked out all right. It Only okay. you could be attracted to a woman whose first move is to walk across a bar and throw a drink over you. No, Only you that, would no. think, oh, someone on here, lads. Hang on, hang on, let me, let me just... Let Pass me, just me my Magnus and my throwing glove. What, what followed was a couple of hours of quite intense and angry conversation. Right. Uh, and she was saying, oh, I threw water, but you threw a sticky drink. So they so were... this is worse, you're going to dry off. I said, yeah, but you originated this problem. Right. I would never have touched you with anything. There's women a quiver all over the nation going, oh, <laughs> I could seduce 40. But I was, I'd love it no, if you got I... cream pied this week. If you're just walking around in London and some woman just got to... There we go, first move. You've got to go into Greg's. Free food. Buy a steak, bake, lob it at her back. <laughs> and the whole circle of life Look, continues. I'm, I'm concerned now that I'm giving the wrong impression of myself. That has only ever happened once, Okay. I've been alive for 26 years. That's, a lo- that's thousands of days, right? That's millions of hours, probably, <laughs> I think. So, you know, a couple of hours here and there. This is the one I referenced earlier. They, see, they don't really count. They're sort of retaliation. I'm looking exactly. for people. Um, oh, what, when, I, when you've been the instigator? When you've just done something and you didn't know you were going to do it, like running 100 yards to celebrate in front of opposition fans. <laughs> and in Scunthorpe, uh, morning team, a few weeks ago I got so excited about jumping on my friend's new trampoline... <laughs> I started jumping instead of walking. I tripped over my own feet and fell face forward onto the edge of the trampoline frame. We thought for a while that I might have broken my nose, but I hadn't, so it's all good. Oh, dear me. That's reckless impulsiveness gone through the roof, and it jumping instead of walking. I once went to Loch Ness on an impulse. <laughs> Beat that, Britain. 
<laughs> I've just remembered. Did I've you drive remembered. there in your bare feet? Uh, no, my mate did. <laughs> Three of us. Four of us went in a car. God, what a story that is. I'll tell it you one day. Oh, what you a story. can't do that on the radio. Who do you think you are? What do you mean, who do I think I am? He's like some sort of old actor who's <laughs> just sat on a... Oh, I remember one time. I drew to Loch Ness. That's a different story. I should tell about that another time. Well, I just wasn't sure if you had time or whatever We today, haven't got but... time. Well, then there you are. That's a nice just, little teaser. You've just pricked the nation with that. You just drove to Loch Ness on a whim. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to go to Newcastle and they said, calm down. So I said, right... Um, Let's go like, Loch Ness. We'll play a game where the loo- you know basically you had to pick a place that was near or a place that was far, put it in a thing, and we ended up going to Loch Ness. Driving like that instant, we said right in the car, Loch Ness. Poor sod out to drive. The rest of us obviously had a few beers on the way. I smell a movie. <laughs> um, it's time to catch up with our picture now. Oh, lovely. Now we chatted earlier because he's over in India. We didn't oh. want any problems with the line or anything. This email came in. As you know, each week Al takes a picture, puts it up on the website, and we invite you to pick a track to uh, to go with it, to provide some uh, music yeah. for the wallpaper, if you will. This email says, um, Dear John, I just got back from visiting my mum in hospital, and on my way out I spotted a computer which had Al Pitcher's picture of Shanghai as the screensaver. <laughs> now, either the nurse in question is a fan of the show and liked the picture, or Pitcher did not take that picture. I want to know the truth. Love to your mothers, Kimmy and Shrewsbury. Well... I put that question you to You can Al. handle the truth. Clearly, anyone who remembers the Shanghai skyscape, he did not take that picture. There's no and way. And I brought that up it. at the time, and I brought that up with the game now. You can see whether he has the cojones to simply <laughs> back down, or whether he has the brass tech, um, as they say in New Zealand, to stick it out. <laughs> and uh, we're going now live to our reporter in Bangalore, who is Mr. Al Pitcher. Reporting from Bangalore. Yeah. Um, yeah, it feels good. feels good to be here. No no real link there, just quite a serious introduction there by John Richardson. Well, do you know I, what I it is, Al? That. Do you know what it is, Al? On the, on the live show, what's going to have happened is I'll, I'll just have read an email, right? And um, I haven't brought that email down with me now because I forgot it. But I can tell you what it says. It says, I was uh, visiting a hospital the other day, and on my way out of the hospital, I noticed that the nurse had as her screensaver on her computer Al Pictures supposedly snapped shot from Shanghai, which he clearly didn't take. You've been rumbled, mate. You've been rumbled. (laughs) No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to the fear in your voice. Are you kidding me? You sound like Serena Williams. You've been called up on it, mate. Um, well, this, the, the, that's that's a, that's a massive accusation, and I'm happily, um, I'm very happy that all calls are recorded. Right. Um, so I'll be taking you to court. Fair enough. I will see you there, mate. And we'll yeah. have the nurse, and we'll have. Um... Yeah. Well, you might need a nurse after this. Oh, it's gone physical yeah. now, is it? Well, now I'm taking you to court for no, threatening it's gone that. A bit psychological. It's gone a bit psychological. I'm going to start playing games on you. What, like um, submitting photos that you clearly didn't take yourself, you sly old snake? <laughs> I mean, it's or not. Or maybe it's... just you know moving your cheese in the fridge, just just something small. Just start I it like haven't that. got anything in my fridge because I defrosted it while I was away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you can hear my voice, but what you can't hear is the voice of the nation. And I'll just I'll just sort of reenact what the nation did when I revealed that. Oh no, Al. So that's how the nation feel. Well, the, the nation no, is um, there's no need for the nation to um, get their handkerchiefs out and get upset because it's a genuine photo. Yeah. And um, um, I, I, um, I actually I'm in I'm in India now, right? And I did two shows in Mumbai. Incredible, right? Yeah, you changed the subject. Absolute chaos, right? Incredible. You yeah. Know, like you see, like something go flying past, like a burning car or something like that. And right. you go, wow, that is incredible. But you know in half an hour's time you're going to see that again. It's just, it's phenomenal, right? Yeah. And um, I, I got accused of not being a great photographer, right? Oh. By, by a certain person. Now, that hurt more. But then I hear a whole nation turn against me. Yeah. Whilst I'm away reporting from Bangalore. Yeah. <laughs> that so, hurts. Okay. Um, no, it's a, it's a genuine photo. Every photo I've taken is by, taken by me. I wouldn't, you know... I don't. I don't go on the black market for dodgy photos. No, no, that's fine. Um, well, I suspect this will rumble on. Um, this well, is... let, let's let's hope it doesn't, John. This is where you take a bit of responsibility. Yeah. And you say you're fired. Actually, I trust you, Al. Right. No, you don't, do you? Well, no. This, this is a terrible moment. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna... started. Just started me tour. The Al picture 
Picture Show Tour has begun. Yeah. Right? And we all know where it's begun. It's begun in India. Sponsored I'm by Google, away, are you? I'm miles away from Blighty, and I can't, I can't physically touch you. The Al Picture Picture Tour brought to you by Google Image Search. Oh, yeah? dear yeah? me. Yeah? Oh, dear, yeah? dear me. No, brought, brought to you by a bit of innovation and a slight um, tenderness of ginger. What, uh, what have you found on the internet for the, for the listeners this week to pick a track for? <laughs> oh, well, I oh! I was in Mumbai and yeah. um, I saw this brilliant sign and uh, it said uh, no parking for outsiders and there was a massive... Uh, flame of ca- there was a car on fire. <laughs> you, can take, you can take a look at that if you want. All right, but, so that's uh, um, up on the website now. It's probably either Googled or he's just drawn a picture of it or something like that. Um, well, this hurts. Um, if if we are going to kind of start picking sides here, go to uh, Twitter. Follow what? me on Twitter, the L picture, or go to my website, which is. <laughs> and there he is, gone. I'll now go live back to the studio to me to reveal the uh, track we've gone for this week. Over to you, John. Thanks, John. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Um, can you walls. believe that he, he stuck it out, maintaining that he took it? He even texted me afterwards to say, I'll have you know, mate, I've got about four different versions of that photo that didn't come out right. They're slightly wonky or there's a beer bottle on the window. He setup. is the king of the wind-up. And when you said to me, Oh, apparently one picture. I said immediately, it's that sky one. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows full well. He's been called on it. John Richardson. BBC Six Music. Okay, there we go. That was this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. There will be another one next week. Um, Oh, Fordy thinks he's worked out the pod joke. Let's just wait and see. Um, More guests, more humour. I've got it! I've got it! I reckon I've got it! I reckon I've got it! I've Darren Brown it. Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Yes! Well, it's Angelina Jolie Pitt, angel in a jolly pit. What do you call a heavenly being who falls into a hole full of clowns? Angel in a jolly pit. How did you get that without the pit pit bit? Just... I just saw Angel, and I was thinking, Juan Pablo Angel, it's not him. It's not going to be Hell's (laughs) Angels. It's not going to be Hell's Angels. I thought, Angel, Angelica Houston, no. And then I thought, Angelina Jolly, 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 Jolly. Wow. But I just dare unbrand it. That is the workings of uh, the mind of Matt Ford. Oh, on the week when he has inspired me to be able to... Oh, he's, he's inspired you to... What are you doing? Well, just... He's are you going to come in next week with a mind trick? Maybe that was it. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe. You're like a really bad Darren Brown. <laughs> oh. just, uh, guess what uh, Guess what chocolate bar I bought? Guess what chocolate bar I bought? Okay. Oh, Toffee Crisp. Yeah. Really? No, I just oh. made it up. <laughs> um, Darren Brown, you didn't. Oh, Darren okay, Brown. I'll tell you what. I've got Darren Brown's book. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and do a Darren Brown trick on you at some point. <laughs> How about that? Can you say on the show, not at some point? Because now I'm just gonna spend the whole week worried that I'm gonna text from you to say, "Hey, number seven, think about it." Next week there'll be another show, and this won't be in it. I, I might not be in it. I might just be a robot next week. Maybe we'll be in it. Google. Email us johnrichardson.sixmusic at bbc.co.uk. Have a great week. Thanks for downloading the podcast, and we will see you again soon. Take care. Ta da. BBC Six Music Podcasts. If you like John Richardson, try the Adam and Joe podcast. Download for free at bbc.co.uk slash six music.